Hi everybody, I'm Vitaly Kubula from Belarus, from SK Flag. Enjoy the day. You're listening to the Day U Football Show. The Day U Football Show. Love it. As as we know, um, noted angler and former professional football angler. player, Vitaly Trebilia. I thought that would be a fun one to play tonight. So. Yeah. Nothing's, you know, it's, let's say that lots of goals, but the league was kind of eh this weekend. Yep. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye. And drink your rye, Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord, but straight and short. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Fucking United. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League and cough buttons as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the man with the plan, the man that knows multiple Svetlanas, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well. It was just, it was, it was, let's, we can't get too into it on this one, Mm -hmm. but it was fun to see a younger, shitter version of myself play out in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Fucking love it. And uh, the seeing eye of Sauron sees all, much like, you know, lengthy discussions on cough buttons. That's that's right. We're exactly. recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. It's at DU Football Show on all the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Lovely. And that is how you use a cough button properly. There you go. Uh, also, if you want to join Drunkard United FC in the uh, closed uh, Facebook group that we have, which is where all of the hashtag bands happen. Always, always some quality shit talking. Always going on some good there. stuff going very, on there. Very quality shit talking. Much uh, broke the news to me, at least, that Brazzers is trying to sponsor your new stadium. <laughs> Titties, baby. <laughs> Titties are going to pave the way to the, to a title. I can't wait the for those side of the marriage. For those of you that do not listen to Injury Time, there is a certain sound clip that I think may just replace Zed cars. <laughs> Mel, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> is that what Everton's going to walk out it, to? It, it is the moral of the story. What can we say? <laughs> I mean, I, I have jokes that I cannot repeat on this show, but if you'd like me to repeat them, that would be on Injury Time later. Excellent. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, you know, I noticed I had two of these bottles still sitting in the uh, in the cabinet there, and I was like... Fuck it. We are cracking one of these tonight. Yes, and probably and, finishing it. And we are definitely finishing it because it's only a 375. Well, that's true. Yeah, we will. Uh, so it's Dewar's Blended Scotch. Uh, they're double, double aged for ultimate smoothness. It's 21 years old, four-stage aging, finished in Oloroso sherry casks. Uh, bottling just says small batch. Uh, it is 92 proof on this one. If I recall, cost me about 50 bucks for the pint. 
Uh, no, 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 no. It was much more than that because uh, cost was a little bit more than that for me when I bought it. it it's a little over 100 on the shelf. Okay. I don't remember that. It's 21 fucking years old, dude. Yeah, but it's a pint. Yeah, it's still, it's 21 fucking years old. Mm. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's delicious. It was delicious. It is delicious. It I was, wish I could inject this straight into my veins. I mean, was, I could. I could probably butt chug it. It was number two on Whiskey Advocate's uh, 2019 yes. list, which was the first list we ever did for uh, Advocate. And both of us resoundingly agreed that this was better than the Dickel bottle and bond. Yes. That this was way better than the Dickel. And that for this was sure. hands down the best whiskey on that list that year. And I still stand by it. I it's it's fucking phenomenal. Don't judge a book by its cover. Don't just assume because the word doers, doers is correct. there. Yep. Big major companies. It was something uh, I was at a um, Baltimore Bartenders Guild meeting today. And um, uh, one of my friends, uh, Brianna, was she was with Diageo, was doing um, a presentation on Crown. Right. And it's easy to just kind of sit there and go, oh, yeah, whatever. It's fucking Crown, right? Or Crown Apple or whatever. There's a reason why it's popular. Mm-hmm. It's fucking good. There's a reason why it's been around forever and hasn't gone anywhere. It's because it's good. It's fucking good. Yeah. It, it, it's good. And and that's the case here with the with this doers. Uh, if you can find it, get yourself a bottle. It's worth it. But uh, you're probably not, not going to be able it. to find that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, I love it. So. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Well, I need another set. Just please remember to drink responsibly, everybody. <sighs> Lovely. Let's get into it. I love a Glen Claren. Cheers. Uh, you already have a question from the chat that is relevant to your next segment. Oh, sure. Go for it. Uh, Russ Benson. Uh-huh. HR. <laughs> HR would like to know, uh, hey, Sam, Houston, you've lived as a fan of mid-table team. Do you have any advice for them? <laughs> Welcome to mediocrity, my good friend. Welcome to mediocrity. Um, the suicide prevention uh, hotline, Russ, is uh, <laughs> 1-800-Copites-or-Gobshites. <laughs> Feel free to give a quick call and see how things are going. Uh, what, you know, and he just very sanctimonious to assume that we're opening with his team. I mean, now, <laughs> I do have to say it was the match of the season, and it's early going, hands down, the match of the season. It had everything. It had goals, it had drama, it had storyline. It was a little chippy. And I hate that I have to show love to a person in this room, but clearly we are talking about Forest Villa. No, we're not. Arsenal 3, <laughs> Liverpool 2. Um, I'm Before you begin to do you, which, by the way, please, you are perfectly entitled to and enjoy the moment. We have talked about the checklist. Mm-hmm. This was a big fucking check. Mm-hmm. This is the, well, all the checks look one way. This one is like the cartoonish thing, the big, huge check. Well, this is the big one. The history of this game in the last six games we've played them in the league, we actually haven't scored. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's a big check. But the way the season's gone, Tottenham are a better team than Liverpool. Oh, Tottenham last are week is last week even though it's a derby and we have gotten results against Tottenham in the past uh f- within the last couple of years it is I think this season in particular with the momentum that we had um playing teams that weren't as good as us obviously to get to the position we're in and then losing to United coming back from an international break on the first game I think Tottenham's a bigger check mark than this. Yeah. However, that being said, this is a big monkey off our back. For sure. 
oh, you can't beat the you can't beat the big teams around you. Well, you right. just beat two of them back to fucking back. Exactly. Yes, in your building. Yes, later in the season you got to go play in their building, which is a bigger challenge. Mm-hmm. But you can only do what's in front of you right fucking now. You fucking did it. Absolutely. Uh, and obviously, it started brilliantly. Yeah, early and, lead, right off the jump. And I just quick shout out. I got to tell Rob, <laughs> our boy Rob, how amazing it was to receive text message updates because I was having trouble with Mexican Wi-Fi at the uh, Cancun airport. Oh, no. <laughs> Me and Mexican, Mexican Wi-Fi don't get along, no. apparently. Because no, no I was only though. able to see about six minutes of the game mm-hmm. before it realized that I wasn't in the country and couldn't watch USA. And then it asked me to do Paramount Plus, which my brother's login information didn't work. Because oh, <laughs> no. apparently Paramount Plus has the Premier League in Mexico. In Mexico. Yeah. So that was rough, and I couldn't use his login information for whatever reason. I uh, still don't know why that is, because as soon as I got off the plane here, I checked it. Worked. Loaded right in. Mm, probably just because you're out of the country, maybe. No, nah, but it's a subscription-based service. That's true. It's a private you, uh, service. But also, you might have needed a VPN, because like Netflix in England is different than Netflix in uh, the United yeah, States. Yeah, I mean, that's true, too. So I don't know. It was just yeah. the whole thing was weird. Right. right the right. whole thing was strange. But it... um. So anyway, it 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 was it was wonderful to see the text coming through and and when he wasn't texting I was refreshing the Premier League app and then uh on the plane uh Southwest now offers free live television like so you connect your phone to Wi-Fi right of course and then free texting. Oh nice. Right, but you those are the only things you can do. You can't get on the internet, you can't do anything else unless you pay the fee. Right. It's only through their App website thing. Fuck it, you got live TV. You well, watch so the game I watched. Text I watched Everton Manchester United, or mm-hmm. most of it at least, and then because uh, it's kind of spotty over the water. As soon as we hit the coast of Florida, it came through spotless. But I got to. Ha- I was able to see halftime, which l- allowed me to watch the full highlight package oh, of my game. Nice. Uh, so it was. It was excellent. I mean, Martinelli straight off the bat, fifty eight seconds in was was great. I thought it was odd. Um, it, it was great play, but indicative of Liverpool's season so far, it was the midfield that fucked up. And I don't know if it's because people were injured or in and out of the team or whatever it is, but the midfield is not clicking. No. They're not winning the ball back high up the pitch, and they're they're getting, like, two very experienced players got sucked over to the right side to Bakuya Saka, and he was able to just roll the ball inward to Odegaard, who, I mean... Slotted a ball between two defenders, I guess, is the right way to say it. But passed the ball to the right of Virgil van Dijk because Mm -hmm. Trent Alexander-Arnold is not a fucking defender. And that was a half-assed attempt at making a block on that pass from Odegaard. Mm -hmm. And Martinelli, who cut Alexander-Arnold up the entire fucking game. uh, Well, that is until he got yanked at halftime. Was able to sweep home pretty easily past his uh, countryman, Allison. I was about to say that um, Martinelli... If if you're gonna fuck somebody over like the way you fucked over Trent Alexander Arnold, take him out to a nice meal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he exactly worked him and so badly to the fact that he was substitute by halftime. Another one, another early substitute worth mentioning. Not even barely into the second half, Mo Salah comes off because he was fucking ineffective. It was terrible. One of the he funniest memes I saw nothing. floating around was Mo Salah sleep on a plane, and the caption was Mo Salah so far this season. I mean, it was like how many times have we seen the superstar of a club, especially forwards, get a fat contract and then play like shit? Yeah, true. Learn from other people's mistakes. 
But here's was it Lincoln that said that? Learn from people, learn from the mistakes of others because you can't live long enough to make them all yourself. So let's go ahead and chat a little bit about Liverpool. Was it Lincoln that said? So that's a real quote. I don't know. I don't remember who said it. I think it might have been Abraham Lincoln. Thomas (laughs) Jefferson. It was definitely Thomas Jefferson. He goes, uh, you know. Uh, me with Alex Jones, I know these things, and I know what our forefathers said about us, and the globalists are coming to get us. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Uh, All right, so since let's go ahead and stick with Liverpool for a second, and then we'll go back to um, go back to Arsenal. Um, Diaz gets injured. It sounds like it's going to be a while. A while, yeah. It did like not. Ten, it, 10 weeks is what I'm hearing. It looked kind of innocuous. It was like Thomas Partey just sort of fell on him. But I don't know if his like stud was still stuck in the ground or yeah. what. But when they spun, he did not look in a good way. No, not at all. Because uh, they were kind of holding on to each other and spun, and then Partey landed on top of him. But it was kind of just... It looked fairly innocuous. I mean, I've done that a hundred times. Ten, ten weeks means after World Cup. Yeah. And right now, you fucking, you fucking need him. You need him big time <laughs> right now. You really fucking need him big time. Yeah. Um. And again, Alexander-Arnold, Salah, both getting subbed out. Um. I hate to say this for them, but next weekend at City, if they want to win the title, now I'm not saying they're not capable of being a top four side. They're fully capable of it. They'll probably figure things out and they'll look really good. But we talk about how you can't win the league at the start of the year, but you could certainly lose it. They don't beat City at City tomorrow. Cross them off your fucking list. They ain't winning the fucking title. Well, there's uh, their title chase is already gone. They're not winning the title. No, the title chase is already done. Right. If they lose against City and Spurs, Chelsea... <clears throat> well, I, I, Arsenal City don't play for some reason. No, you have Leeds this weekend, I thought. I think it got moved because Manchester City's out of town for some reason. Ah, got it. I think they're playing in Philadelphia next weekend. N- no, Philadelphia is the, the uh, it's the Premier League live in Philadelphia, butthead. I'm going to it. No, I know, but I'm, there's uh, somebody was telling me earlier that Manchester City's coming over to play in Philadelphia soon. No, that 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 whoever that person is is a fucking moron. It's Premier League morning live in Philadelphia on this weekend. All right. So anyway, that's doesn't matter. The um, I need to know who that person is, by the way, because they're fucking dumb. If Arsenal, Spurs, City, which they will, they'll beat Liverpool. Yeah, handedly. Um, and Chelsea all win. I put into doubt Liverpool's top four hopes. They're already 14 points Mm -hmm. behind us, 13 behind City. 17 is too far to overcome. Yeah. In my opinion, they're not they're not picking up 17 points on us. And you expect us to probably and, and most people expect second us to finish third. in second or third. Yeah. Exactly. But it's, Chelsea it's lo- you it's your Spurs that are going to finish in second and third. Uh it'll be City I think it'll finishing. be I think it'll be Chelsea and City win the title. Mm-hmm. But if we look down, you know, uh look down the table a bit, Grand Potter uh, as we'll come on to in the show rather. Grand Potter looks to have sorted Chelsea out with some of the bold moves he made. Mm-hmm. It, you know, they they played pretty well. Now, granted, it was against Wolves, but they played pretty well. Tottenham aren't playing well and they're getting results. That's a mark of a good team. If you do you like that kind of stuff, I worry for Liverpool's top four hopes in general. And if that happens, that is disastrous for them, mm-hmm. especially with the amount of money they like to spend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Now back to yeah, your city. Guys. Do city of Liverpool? You're right. Yeah, and so I don't know what the fuck people are talking and about. Sunday, Sunday is the Premier League 
the fucking peacock the whole team's gonna be yeah, there yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to it saturday uh, uh sunday is sold out you can't even get into it you know who it was spurs mark he's a fucking he was idiot. like why is your game against city postponed this weekend and i was like i don't fucking know yeah well you don't have a game against city this weekend well exactly now i know that yeah. i was in mexico i didn't care yeah i was like i don't know dude i'll figure it out yeah your game your game from city was supposed to be during the uh during during the, the during the queen stuff yeah, yeah. exactly so that's, that's why it was that postponed was. oh any yes i don't know anyway that so my point is is we now have an opportunity to just keep the momentum going and that's what i was going to get to here so you know you get the early lead you have um three different times you retake the lead you know you have the lead which is great you want to see that um Sokka with a brace including the the second goal being a penalty in a high pressure situation you're like you gotta fucking love that for the kid because he put it away yes he did and then the other thing too sam i want you to honestly enjoy this because you will have that for you you're gonna have what i talk about for this season and then you're never gonna have it again because reality is gonna set in and your fucking supporters are gonna go back to being fucking jack offs <laughs> you have a supportive crowd right now oh yeah it went to one-to-one, crowd's still singing, crowd's still supporting, crowd's getting you back into it. Like, I I think right now, even the worst Arsenal fan in the world, which there are plenty fucking of them who just talk out of their ass and know nothing, is even right now going, going to support the lads. You know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a young team. They they need us. We well, here's can't the thing. be in their ass. We They need us. In previous seasons, recently especially, when we go on a bad run, we go on a bad run for three, four, five games. Players get a little petulant. The effort doesn't seem to be there. Mm-hmm. Da-da-da-da. Saliba's own goals. He immediately bounced back. The players passed him the ball. First thing they did, give it to Saliba, get him a touch. Yeah. Calm him back down. Yeah. The crowd stayed behind him because we, we were against a poorer side. And we were on the back of three straight wins at that point when he got that own goal, right? Mm-hmm. Where so you're just building a culture of togetherness, right? City's fans don't get on their back mainly because they're not actually city fans; they're mostly corporate trustees <laughs> that are paid to support city. Anyway, uh, hashtag bans. You you go to these games to be entertained, and we're being entertaining. You want to see the people that are on the field care about the club and care about the cause as much as you do in the stands that you're spending your life savings on year in and year out, and they're out there earning millions and millions of dollars to play a game. I agree with their pay their pay structure. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. They make plenty of fucking sacrifices to earn that money. But you're making the point of the people, the people there that are spending that kind of money. Mm-hmm. That is, that is a good chunk of change. Oh yeah. People that are spending season. Big to, they don't have millions of pounds to, to precisely to do that. You know, some people are worried about doing the $5 Peacock subscription in this country, even, you know, right? Exactly. and I want to see the people on the field care and they care. Yeah. They're upset when they fuck up. They're upset yeah. when they misplace a pass. They work hard to win the ball back when they lose it. Mm-hmm. It's good to see. They're together as a team again. I mean, look at Shaka coming back, you know, after the shit that he went through. Yelling fuck off to all the fans at the Emirates you know, two games back after COVID. Yep. You know, like when they were all on his shit list. And what was it's, happening in this match, there was a substitute, the uh, fucking armbands going on his arm again. He's a mm-hmm. captain again. Yep. Like, should mean something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you can tell it means something. You can tell that, like... It's what if there if there was a criticism I'd have Arsenal in this game, it was that after that first goal they did retreat into themselves a bit again. 
oh right. shit, we we did it. Let's hold right. on to it. Right. Where I think if they stayed on the front foot while Trent Alexander Arnold was still in the field after getting burned so badly, if they stayed on the front foot, I think they could have been three, four up at halftime. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but they retreated in themselves a bit and tried to hold on to what they had, and that invited Liverpool forward. And they're having a shitty season. Liverpool are not shit. They're an inc- the, well. They're still an incredible team. You see that because they essentially had four opportunities. They scored on two of them. Right, and like they're Dar- fully capable of putting the ball in the back of the fucking. Darwin N- Nunez managed to not headbutt somebody for thirty-four minutes, so he was that? able to. Get, he was on the pitch to get on the end of a cross. Good for him. Um, he did the crying or, or can't see me or some shit. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you should be crying because you lost the game, and we can see you. Yeah, you suck. Uh, so uh, but then Martinelli rips Alexander Arnold again cuts inside Mm -hmm. rolls a brilliant ball across the center of the box for Saka to get his first goal was excellent yep Um, and just uh, Arsenal's ability to bounce back this season after the United game again as in a hole right we were on the front foot most of that game we got counterattacked twice Mm -hmm. again I, I made the point at the time I think we were trying too hard you know we put ourselves out of position if you if you see what I'm getting at now we're we're but the following game from that we went out and won comfortable performance so these setbacks aren't proper setbacks like they were in years past where we right. go on a three four game streak now we're, we're bouncing back we're keeping everybody involved and that includes the fans yeah yeah that includes the fans and we're being more positive playing more positive football we're playing doing more things we've got rid of the big egos at the club mm-hmm. you know and everybody's contributing in their own way whether or not they're scoring look at Olivier Giroud uh at the World Cup, right, a couple years ago for France, France. Was, should have been the most celebrated player at the World Cup and, and largely was celebrated tremendously. Didn't score a fucking goal. It was his work rate. It was his passion. It was how much he cared. And he was still involved. He brought other people into the play, had a couple of key assists. In that Mbappe and Griezmann were able to do what they did, which was dominate the World Cup because, because of Giroud's presence. Giroud took care of all the dirty exactly. work. Exactly. Now, so you're seeing that from... Martinelli. He's got four goals and two assists in nine games. For a forward, not a super fantastic return, but pretty damn good, right? Mm. But the amount of times he drags players out of position. Mm-hmm. He has how many hockey assists this season? Because he commands two people to come out to him that leaves Odegaard open, that leaves Zinchenko open, or, or Tierney, or Partey, or whoever. Mm-hmm. Leaves them open to, to receive the ball and create. You know, so his presence is Saka has been criticized a little bit for his goal return this season, but he leads the team in assists. Yeah. So it's like, I, I mean, the debate would be is you guys are scoring the, well, the pushback would be you guys are scoring plenty of goals and everyone's scoring them. Yeah. So let's not really care. You're winning, you're mm-hmm. winning matches and everybody, and, and, and the love is being distributed, which then means when a team has to play you, they don't know who they have to fucking mark. Exactly. Because, oh, I'm going to like, you know, you've seen it already where people are like, oh, I'm going to worry about, you know, with City, I'm going to worry about Holland. That's what we're going to do. We're not going to let Holland score. Well, Mores. Yeah. It, well, Foden. Well, fucking the. Uh, the United was the double United, hat tricks. Well, the United, <laughs> the, the, and they spent so much time worrying about them that they didn't pay any attention to um, fucking Grealish, who was running mm-hmm. up and down the fucking sideline on their asses. Creating, like, exactly. And yeah. creating. And just, and eventually the, the dam broke. Now, now uh, we did it right our luck a bit. I'm yeah. sure that's the next point you want to make. No, no, no. Um, well, I wanted to kind of get to here was really, I felt 
the penalty is a penalty and and VAR got it right. The ref got it right. Everything's good there. What the fuck happened with Henderson and Gabrielle? Because all I've read is that there's reports that both people had their statements taken. And so Xhaka, what led to the inquiry from a viewing perspective was Mm -hmm. Xhaka being irate with Henderson. Yeah. Not exactly sure what happened, but it was in retaliation for something Henderson said to Gabrielle. Yes. Supposedly, allegedly, what I've heard around is that there could be potential racial undertones to something he said. Oh, not cool. Jordan Henderson, that I've known him to be. Not that kind. Is not it that not player. that player and a, been a consummate professional? Yeah. This is I one. Mean, I I hate Jordan Henderson because he's a co-pipe, but he's never done Never anything done anything that. To even think that he would right. even think of doing that so i'm gonna reserve kind of comment on it until more shit comes out yeah but that was essentially what i gathered from it and what i chirps i've heard is that there were potential racial undertones to something or perceived racial undertones to something jordan henderson said and jaka stepped in to protect his teammate and and what a captain should do. Oh, absolutely. 100%. That's what a captain should do. 100%. You, you stand in the way and and you yell at the person while your guy goes and gets calmed down. Correct. You stand in the way. You, you yeah. be the asshole. So, but what I was referring to and, and what I said prior to that was the, uh, the as Gabrielle said, his chest hit the ball. Mm-hmm. His chest did no hit the ball. His hand hit the ball. <laughs> uh, but apparently, I heard this on a show today. The intentional or unintentional, the um, closeness and proximity, the deliberateness of it, the, you know, whatever, all of that's kind of irrelevant. It's essentially the handball rule is still referee's discretion. And basically they've been told that closeness and proximity should play a part. So if a defender's there doing something, Mm -hmm. right, and you can't flick the ball up onto his hand, that's... Right. Uh, that's Sadio, not a handball. Sadio Mane against Tottenham in the um, in the Champions League final. The Kicked only time, right, right. right? The only time a referee's discretion is not necessary is if a handball leads to a direct opportunity and a goal is scored off the end of it. Right. I.e. Marcus Rashford's, which we'll come on to in your game. Mm-hmm. Why it was disallowed was the tackle and then bang hit his arm to kept it in his path. Right. So they disallowed it. Right. Gabriel. You could argue that Arsenal, I mean, they did gain an advantage and we should count our lucky stars that this was not a handball. Mm-hmm. This is not a judge to be a handball. But that being said, uh, whoever kicked it, I, I think it might have been Jordan Henderson. I think that might have been the beginning of the issue. Um, was quite close to Gabrielle and he was running and stopped like this and the ball flicked up off his hand. But then he turns around and goes, it was my chest. And you could see him mouth it and tap mm-hmm. his chest, which was very obviously not his chest. So I, we should count our lucky stars that that wasn't a judge to be a penalty. Um, final question. Yes or no answer. You starting to believe, Sammy? I've been believing for six weeks. A few sides off to slow starts. Start to seem to have gotten it together. Newcastle 5, Brentford 1, Crystal Palace 2, Leeds 1, West Ham 3, 
well, West Hand 3, as we've already heard <laughs> once already, Fulham 1. Um, Newcastle's getting healthy. They're starting to figure each other out. It's just, it's all starting to click with what Eddie Howe has done with that club. It's just all starting to work. In the five-goal drubbing, was it five, four or five that Brentford beat United by earlier this season? Four. Four. Where three of the goals were essentially gifted to them. Mm-hmm. Four out of the five were gifted to Brentford, or were gifted to Newcastle oh, yeah. here by oh, Brentford. Yeah. Brentford what, made a lot of mistakes. What I will I'm warn, get on to Brentford in a second. What I will warn Bees fans about, uh, mm-hmm. and Miss Jane, I apologize if I'm bursting any bubbles. What goes around comes around. <laughs> so what you did to Manchester United was just done to you. Uh, or what was bestowed upon you by Manchester United, mm-hmm. you just bestowed on Newcastle, essentially. Yeah. Uh, Bruno Guimaraes's goal was the only goal that Newcastle actually scored. Right. Everything else was um, Brentford fucking up. Yeah. Oh, a lot of it. And well, that's essentially. Well, that's what I had. Bad, bad day at the office for <laughs> yeah. Brentford. Um, um, that being said, you're absolutely right. Newcastle looked together. They're capitalizing on opportunities. They're, I mean, Callum Wilson's pass across to Jacob Murphy, uh, who hadn't scored in what's, I mean, seems like since he was a U9 player at yeah. Newcastle. He, it, it, it looked more together and more much more of a coherent performance. Uh, I loved all the fancy set plays mm-hmm. that Newcastle did. Yep. That was pretty good. None of them came off, but it was excellent. It uh, the one, you, the header came off. It makes you think it, 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 as a defense. It keeps, yeah. um, it keeps you honest. It, it keeps you guessing. And it might not, it might've been intentional because Brentford loves to do that on their corners as well. They love mm-hmm. to do some kind of, you know, kind of funky plays at times. So it could be in, Let's do it right back to them since they're the ones who love to do it. Let's see if we can fuck with them. Yeah, but Eddie Howe's Eddie Howe looking. Yeah, Thomas Frank looks like an artist, so I, it makes sense. Fair enough. The, I I think the biggest thing is is for Newcastle. It's starting to look like a cohesive team and no longer eleven bought players. Yeah, like it's just starting to it's starting to click. It's starting to just kind of move and work. Yeah, but it's not eleven bought. A lot of that team was already there. They're just healthy now. Fabian right. Shaw, Ryan Frazier. Jacob Murphy. Right, but uh, the pieces the pieces that they bought are starting to really kind of bet in. Like it's like Trippier was always there. Not like he just well, got yeah, bought yeah, last but season. What I'm saying Sumer is Asher. like is is Callum Wilson yeah. played under Steve Bruce. Yeah. Um Trippier did not fine. Uh Gimaresh is new. Gimaresh is new. Yeah. He basically well, he basically he did play under Brucey, didn't he? Because he was brought in as the first major signing of the Saudi regime, and Bruce had a couple games yeah, still before yeah. he got fired. Yeah, he's like, so, so, but uh, t- he was the first one brought in. Really, Joe Willock played half a season under Steve Bruce, and they mm-hmm. made him permanent signing. So, yes, they're all new, but they're it was it, it's. My point is, it's not Nottingham Forest, right? <laughs> it's right. not forty-two bought players. It's five or six that were added to an existing <laughs> decent enough spine because even Steve Bruce kept them up. Yeah, true. Moment of silence. He was released by West Brom today. Boing boing. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Mel. So you know what that means. What. Diego Costa might be managed by Steve Bruce in the next 72 hours. Oh, my God. That would be fucking brilliant. <laughs> um, should the bees be worried? This is a couple of bad performances in a row. They had the nil-nil with Bournemouth where they really didn't look very inspired. This match was just, I mean, a mess. It was a comedy of errors for them. It really was. Yeah, it was It was pretty bad. Uh, I don't think that'll happen. 
Okay. Fair, fair I enough. think they'll be fine. They're they're good enough to hold it together. They're still healthy. They're still they're just at a bad day at the office, and that happens from time to time. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things. And Newcastle, as you say, look more together. And and for Newcastle, these are the games you need to be winning. If at you're the, if you're aspiring to be playing in Europe, which is you know the aspiration is definitely a top ten finish, maybe even you know f- luck your way into one of those McRib you know spots yeah. or, or you know. If that's the aspiration, this is the game. These are the games you got to win. Hundred percent. And if you have an opportunity to beat the crap out of them and have a goal differential, you do it. Do it. And they did. But this is where, like last season, just as an example, Callum Wilson takes that shot, probably scores. But there's always the opportunity on his weaker foot, hit the outside of the post. Goalkeeper saves it. You misfire and shank it. Blaze it over the top. This time he kept his cool. Rolled it across to his uh, uh, to his midfield support, who had the easiest goal of his career, mm-hmm. even if it is only the second one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Palace and Leeds. This is. I was thinking after watching the first half, I was already kind of had in my head I was going to do a section of teams starting to turn it around, and I'm sitting there going, Leeds looks like they're starting to turn it around. <laughs> And then Vieira strikes the fear of God into the Palace players like he's prone to do. Probably skull fucked a player or two in the at halftime. And then Palace comes out, completely dominates, and then makes me completely change my narrative to, look, Palace, Palace is turning to get it yeah. <laughs> But it, I mean, legitimately, it, you could see from watching that game how you, how one's opinion would change legitimately over just a half. Like... Yeah, but it was it was a game of two halves, really, because mm-hmm. Leeds were pretty in control in the first half, and then mm-hmm. Palace, as you say, turned it on. Um, I think that's, you know, Jesse Marsh was, they both managed in New York together mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, in the New York Derby. Yes. Obviously. Well, the New York, New Jersey Derby. Right. Technically. Yes. I where know. Red Bull. Red Bull is. Oof. Sorry. That hit anybody. Um, but it, it was, it was a, it ebbed and flowed in Every statistical category, pretty much, they were pretty nailed on even for the most part, mm-hmm. uh, these two teams. I think they're teams in similar positions at the moment. However, Palace are more resolute defensively. Mm-hmm. They're more organized, and that comes from Patrick Vieira and every team he's ever played for or coached. <clears throat> Leeds- where Jesse Marsh has tried to be a bit more expansive and Bielsa-esque with more structure, here's, and it still leaves holes. Here's my one problem with Leeds currently. Uh, they got to take advantage of their opportunities when they fucking get them, and they really don't. They really need to take advantage of their opportunities yes. when they get them. And Patrick Bamford especially had a bad, bad miss that, in this that, game. That should have been 2 or 3 nil at halftime. That should have been done and dusted and put to fucking bed. But Patrick Bamford's they, what, played three times in 18 months? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, it's you, not. Uh, yeah, of course, but it just looking at the greater whole, right? If you're looking at what is the what are you trying to accomplish as a club? Like, gotta fucking make those fucking count, man. Gotta make those count, and because you didn't make them count, and you were in you somebody else's ass. bit, you got bit in the fucking ass, yeah, you know, for sure. Um, but for Palace, let's face it, it's been a tough start to the season. Now they've had to play a lot of a really lot of good, good teams, teams already. Yeah, so I think we're gonna start to see them creep up. The, well, yeah, we'll see them creep up the table because mm-hmm. they're playing. They're going to start playing teams that are they're right yeah. around or better than. And I also think they've reached the point where, um, uh. Yes, it hurts to not have Connor Gallagher there anymore, but Eze is right back into the flow of things. And exactly the stud player that he was when he came over from QPR the first year yes. he was there. Like, well, it was a fantastic a, goal. Yeah. 
hasn't skipped a beat. Um, tidy little one-two with Zaha. Mm-hmm. And then just that little hesitation, that little drop of the shoulder, froze the Leeds defender. And with the outside of his right foot, just that just that wee touch, bought him that half yard. Mm-hmm. And that little hesitation, he had enough time to get that strike away and the confidence to do it. And he rooted Meslier to the spot. I think Meslier will be one of the best goalkeepers in the world in five years. And once he gets a little smarter, once a little he more gets mature. a little more mature, a little smarter, a little, little bit more about him. Do you think he's going to be? Um, uh, he's an Lor- excellent shot stopper. Do you think he's going to be Lorius's uh, number two at um, at the at, World Cup? Uh, might be a little too early. Yeah. yeah, might be a little too early for that. Yeah. Um, but I think he's eventually France's number one. Yeah, I do agree. I do agree. He's, he, got he's all, an excellent got shot all the stopper. Talent in the world. He's just real he's twenty two or some he's, shit. Yeah, he was. 21 that that first year with Bielsa. So probably 22, 22, going, 22 23. Yeah. yeah still for goalkeeper. That's fucking. He shouldn't even be in the first that's, team. That's that's a five-year-old yeah. goalkeeper here. So like, exactly. you are young. Well, you know, the other thing, and actually it, it brings real quickly back to Arsenal Liverpool as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Liverpool, when they were dominating and, and started this era of Klopp and, and when they won the league, you know, just a couple years in, they had the third youngest team in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this with Palace. They've lowered their age profile all over the field, right? Yeah. Liverpool now have the third oldest team in the Premier League. Ah, there you go. Yeah. And you see how that midfield operates. Mm-hmm. That's trouble. You see the verve and enthusiasm with which Arsenal's midfield, Palace's midfield, even Leeds's midfield, to be honest, mm-hmm. have, have been operating with. It's because they're young and exciting and hungry and want to do it. Yes, they're prone to mistakes because they're young, mm-hmm. but they, with this experience, Arsenal's project, right, is now two years in. These players that had growing pains last year are now experienced enough to deal with those situations in games. Mm-hmm. Palaces last year was tough. There were some mistakes. There were some ups and downs. This year, they've seemed to started to deal with it. The midfield is where they look the best mm-hmm. as a team. Right, Leeds last season barely survived. They're starting to figure it out. They weren't out of this game by any means. They oh, had no, chances. Guaita no. made some good saves. Agreed. Leeds have started to figure out their midfield, and those players, those young players, now have some mm-hmm. experience about them and can provide a platform for them to move forward. Uh, uh, Aronson's really providing a lot. He's not getting the goals that um, Rafinha would get right. out there on that outside. But he brings a lot of a attention. A lot of energy. Yep. He, people got to pay attention to him. Which and he's a lot harder people. than I thought he was. Yeah. He's taken some shots this season, and mm-hmm. he's gotten right the fuck up and kept going. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, pr- I'm really proud of him. All right. Finally, the last match of this segment. Pereira, g- fucking gorgeous goal. And then, and then the dumbest the thing in the world. <laughs> right. Now, I, I would like to take a moment um, and... Oh, referee, you are so brave and so strong (laughs) in a complicated world. I'm so proud of you for making that truly tough call that happens all the fucking time, and you all never fucking call. Yeah, it, it's because well, he warned him. It's it's and, exactly and, right. That's that exactly should, what I was going to say. That should have nothing to do with it. No. How about I mean, fuck, United fucking um, uh, JB and I were talking about it in the in the close group. Um, United fucking Everton. Shaw has a hold of Unana's jersey that it's completely turned around on him, and you can see the Everton crest 
on his back. Does that get called? Fuck no. Why? Because they never fucking call it. They like, never call that shit. I, I I will have to press you to please use his God-given name, Onana. What's my name? <laughs> what's my name? Please. <laughs> Heard. <laughs> but you. It's so stupid. And I'm sticking to it. Yeah, it's it's. You know what? I'm, you're good, man. I'll let you stay with it, brother. I'll I love it. Stay. But it just. Okay, yes, it was a foul. Yes, you warned him. Yes, you got to be smarter not to put that decision in the referee's hand. But in the same regard, like, well, it's na- just, it's now just, you call it? Like, it's just, it's just, now you call it. It smacks of referee ego. Yeah. Well, yeah. that kind of stuff happens. I'm going to let it go. But hey, this time I fucking told you about it. So now I got to protect what I said. Now, but later- next week, I guarantee you. That happens in a game, and that referee doesn't call it. Right, guaranteed. Now I will say for West Ham, uh, they got lucky. They got lucky, but they also got to put the chances away, right? Which mm-hmm. they did. I'm if if I was Marco Silva, and he only got a yellow, and I think the only reason why he got a yellow is because the refs knew they fucked up. Um, because that was a handball by Samaka. It's not even up for debate. He fucking it. He literally he punches takes it his, down to his hand. He literally his takes his elbow and pushes it down to his foot. Yeah. Puts his elbow out and moves it down. Like it's clear as day. Mm-hmm. But you choose not to call that. And then you have the if he yes, it's a penalty, but nobody ever fucking calls it penalty at the other end of the pitch. I'm surprised Marco didn't strike someone. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I mean, I, I I know you and I as coaches, and I tend to be very calm for the most part as a coach. But that kind of knickknacky shit where you cost my team a game because of consistently unfair calls, yeah. I, You're getting an earful, and I, I'm getting suspended. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm getting a red for that one. And I, have, and I have gotten reds for those because at that point, it's just like, it's now, it's personal. You, Mr. Referee, <laughs> are calling a game to directly impact our outcome. You are doing it purposely. Do not convince me otherwise because I know you're doing it. Purposely. You can't convince me otherwise. Right, you, I'm sorry, yeah, you can't convince me otherwise. Well, what I will say about the Skamaka one—that's you're talking about where he brushed the ball to keep it within him and then finished like it was the end of fucking Milan Fashion Week because right. it was sexy as shit and it was dare I say the Armani, uh, Armani suit of finishes. Yeah, I ran out of Italian puns there. <laughs> um, but it was great. Uh, but Jared Bowen, great penalty yep. uh, to to open the scoring there. And good for him. He needs it. That's now two and two games um, for him. So well done. And he seems to be kind of back on the mark after being left out of the England squad, uh, after previously being involved in the England squad. Looks like he's trying to press on for a place in the team. I don't think he'll get one for the World Cup, though, which would be a shame because he. I think he's a quality player. Yeah. I think he deserves a spot on the bench. I think he offers something for cert- for certain. Yeah, but I, I if if you're gonna do that, why wouldn't you put in James Madison, who can play that position, who can also play number ten? You're right, and you and, know what I mean. And also, yeah, it would, it would be Madison. It, yeah. If it, if it was between the two in my book, it'd be Madison because yeah, I think your front three really, uh, Grealish, out of this many players, you have Grealish, you have Foden, you have um, Mason Mount and Raheem Sterling that can all play those positions, and you have Harry Kane up top, Mm. I think only one of, and we've talked about James Ward-Prowse, who can play out there as well, but James Ward-Prowse, free kick specialist, that's it. Madison does more than free kick specialist, but he also is one. Right. Bowen, 
doesn't take free kicks really. Um, but he does, works a little bit harder than James Madison does. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, it's tough, but I think Madison would be the better take for England in that. And I, I feel like Jared Bowen's going to be terribly unlucky. Um, and then even Antonio's goal, I, he messed up the first chance, you know, mm-hmm. uh, save gets made by Leno. And if it wasn't for him and team Reem kind of getting tangled up in each other, he probably doesn't score it. You know? No, so, but that that's also him. He shouldn't even have been chasing that ball by conventional standards. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, but Antonio, uh, uh, Mikel Antonio has made a career now and, and is West Ham's all time Premier League goal scorer by chasing lost causes mm-hmm. and just being a bully yep. and a brute and, yep. And then finding the space to finish, and that's exactly what he did. I mean, he he shouldn't even have been in the position to do it, but he made them uncomfortable, and he made them fuck up, yeah. and he got the opportunity because of it. So for West Ham, and I want to kind of touch so on take both that, teams. Smokey. I want to touch on both teams and kind of keep it rolling. <laughs> um, so for West Ham, you, you got a couple of wins in a row. You're starting to move up the table, which is exactly what you needed, and then plus that with Europe uh, with the McRib Cup. They're all but through. Right. Yep. So now you don't have to focus on that as exactly. much. You can let some kids play. You can go out there, you know, just get results, grind out draws. Doesn't matter, right? Because you're getting through, right? Um, For Fulham, this was a bit of a bullshit game. You can't let that get to you. You just got to go, all right, fucking soccer gods weren't with us today. We need to just fuck move move on and just be done with it. And realize that you got hard done because you did. You, you got hard done. That was... There was a game of luck, and all the luck went the way of West Ham, not for you. That's right. definitely yeah. the case. That's, that's kind of how it goes sometimes. It's a way to cook the crumble. <laughs> I just quickly want to check mm-hmm. in with Mel. Jay was very enthusiastic in talking to us before we actually started. Has he said anything since we started talking about West um, Hand United? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, but your mom says hi. Oh, hey, Ma. <laughs> uh, and uh, Tim Molson said that uh, if he was in a Man U, Liverpool, and Man City jersey... That brave referee wouldn't have called it. Oh God, yeah, no way, no way in hell. No, I'm. He, but this is my point. Yeah. He only said it's his ego, in my opinion. Yeah, because oh, he I'd only agree. called it because he said something to him twice. Yeah, that's oh, that's I'd the very only I'd reason. Very much agree with that. I would very much agree with it because that that wouldn't no, have gotten called in Newcastle Brentford. I'm sure it happened in that game. Yeah. Oh, I, I guarantee you, it happened in every game because again, it always fucking happens. Again, Luke Shaw had. Ooh, nah, nah, what's my name? <laughs> the the Everton exactly. crest that is on his left over his heart was on his right back shoulder <laughs> blade. Exactly. <laughs> and it was clear for the world to see. Now, that, that being said, though, also, quickly, mm-hmm. he did kind of Robbie Savage rug, rugby tackle him. Yeah, he did. It, I mean, it, it, the shoulder was in his kind of breastbone. <laughs> we uh, we we've learned that um, referees are delicate flowers <laughs> from Mike Dean. They're, they're very <laughs> special special boys, and that we need to be supportive of them and don't give them a choice to fucking make. Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Bournemouth two, Leicester one, Chelsea three, Wolves nil, Man City four, Southampton nil, Tottenham one. Brighton nil, Man U two, Everton one, Aston Villa one, Nottingham Forest one. Foxes give up a lead again. I'm going to tell you what's on my bet of the week slip now. Uh huh. Quickly, 
uh-huh. because this is really all I have to say about the game. Is sorry, Lars. Danny Ward has the softest hands in the game. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> sorry, Lars. If if they have a better goalkeeper, they don't lose this game. Danny Ward is a piece of shit. Um. By the way. Um, I would appreciate it if you called him by his Christian name, Doug Ward. <laughs> if you listen to our Patreon show, you now know that. Uh, did Danny I say, did I call him Doug? No, I was calling him Doug too. Oh. We just and we determined his name was. And we determined. I remember his name doing that Doug. now. Yeah, All right. we determined his name was Doug. Uh, that so should also be on, trademarked from the '90s cartoon Doug. Yeah, Doug. Doug gonna <laughs> make Doug, sure man. we give them credit. Doug gonna fucking Doug. Um, so we don't get sued. Cherry's unbeaten in five, man. Yeah, they're playing well. You know that this is this is what you need to do. Keep up with it. Um, they're finding goals from everyone. They're being very resolute. It just it's been a little bit of an easier part of the schedule for them. For for but that's where that's how you stay in the league, right? So take advantage of what you got. Um, what 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 gets me about it? Sure, um, uh, Philip Billings' goal. It was kind of trailing away from him, but. And it had a bit of power to it, but that close range, it couldn't have trailed away from him that much. I think he should have made that save. He got a hand to it. Right. You should push that around the post. My opinion. You should be able to tip that over the bar. You should be able to do something with it. I need him in the net. And he didn't do it. I need him in the net in November in Qatar. Okay? Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep doing a great job, Doug. Keep it up, buddy. But the the (laughs) second one, Uh do you see that? That we jumpy did. Mm-hmm. What was that? I don't know. The right leg went up out of the way of everything. It was it was like a like a ballet jump. I, yeah, they like jump across the stage with the, got their legs doing weird shit. That's what it looked like. How are you making yourself bigger by? I don't understand what he's doing. I, I gotta say, um, Mel, I'm very, very, very uh, impressed and intrigued by the fact that. Sam Graham's mortal enemy has become a goalkeeper. Like he could never give a shit about goalies his entire life. And now he is obsessed with this one. Sad part is it's my fantasy goalie. Yes, it is. Yeah, I mean, but he's the worst goalkeeper I've seen since you. Oh, shit. No, he's that's not who I drafted. <laughs> I drafted Casper Schmeichel. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's right. No, I'm, I'm obviously I'm fucking with you, but of course. he's he's pitiful. You would do a better job in goal for Leicester City than he does, right? We've, we've Currently. Just, yeah, we've talked now, about that already. And you could probably wear the same uniform he has on. We talk about Because it's that. too fucking big. He's a, he sucks. Uh, the other draw I, I got from this game, the other thing that I took away is I never noticed it before. What's going on with Philip um, with um, Dominic Solanke's beard? I'm not sure. Is that intentional or is it just that splotchy? I think it's just that splotchy. Shave it. Yeah. <laughs> Shave it. Looks strange. No, he's he's a big like boy. It. He's a big boy now. So I don't like he's it. trying to be trying to be a man. <laughs> to be a man. Down, down well, just, just go, with the, go with the goat. Yeah. Exactly. Go with the goatee. Go with the goat. It's yeah. not it's not hard. I don't know, it's weird. It's like his it's like mutton chops, but on his cheek. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable. Pulisic playing, scoring, <laughs> getting an assist. So that's the it end done. of that analysis. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> gotta gotta keep the train moving, man. Yeah. yeah. That's why I drive the bus, buddy. <laughs> Trained professional. Probably the best transition in radio history. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, yeah, Pulisic with a great goal, actually. Yep. Uh, a lot of changes. So bringing Koulibaly back into the team after dropping him 
uh, last week, which I thought was strange to begin with. I thought he didn't fancy him anymore. Apparently, just sent him a message, and he came back out and played pretty well. Granted, he was playing against 642-year-old Diego Costa, uh, star of the Mummy franchise, (laughs) Diego Costa. Oh, oh my God. Graham. I mean, he played the Mummy, not Brendan Fraser's character. Just realize this. When Wolves play United, it'll be the Mummy versus the Walking Dead. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Oh, the difference I is one it. of them has 700 fucking goals. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we're talking about Erickson. Oh, I thought you were Dead. talking about Ronaldo's career. Sorry. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Mel, where's my hi-hat? <laughs> well done, Mel. <laughs> Eats. Okay, Chelsea look good. That's good. You look good against Wolves. You look good against possibly the worst. I mean, Wolves look worse than Forest right now. Wolves Eh, look worse than Leicester right now. That's a stretch. Although Forest have at least scored a couple of goals here and there. Yeah, it's just... I I really fear for Wolves, man. I'm really starting to fear for Wolves. So am I. It's it's not good. Um, they, They... chose the manager over their club captain and then fired their manager. Now they don't have the club captain anymore. So who's there to lead and who's there to keep them together in this time of strife. So Gibbs white, who's, I mean, granite forest isn't in a very good way either, but he's the bright spot mm-hmm. on, on the forest side. Right. Well, now. I mean, for, for them, Nevesh and Matinho, he was never going to displace them. Yeah, but under another Portuguese right. manager, but it's not working. You know, yeah, it's not it just, right. It's not working now. No, exactly. But um, they, I mean, they, I, I, it, Wolves are in such a weird place. Yeah, I don't, you, I don't know what to do of, with them. You get rid of Dendonker and send them to uh, to Villa. You know, like, I mean, granted, Dendonker's not like a game changer, but he's a good piece off the bench. He, it was like, so you look at players. I mean, he was steady Eddie too. Yeah, you just when he did start, he didn't really put a foot wrong, but he never did anything spectacular. Scored a goal here or there, but nothing fantastic. You right. Know what I mean? I, I, like I said, I just feel like it's, you know, you let multiple players go that you probably could have really, you know, you could have probably held on to and probably could have helped you right now. And it just, just a little off as a whole. And just, it's very disjointed from their, their ownership. That's for sure. <clears throat> um, City keep rolling, man. They just keep fucking rolling. They're doing what they do, man. This team's a fucking juggernaut. Yeah, there I mean, really isn't much else to say about it, to be honest. Foden's goal was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mares had a pretty good volley. But Southampton didn't really have a sniff. What The only thing that saves Ralph's job is that it was under five. Yeah. I think, <laughs> honestly, because if it was nine, he's definitely gone. Kenny. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you that. <laughs> tell you that. Um, I, it's... I, I have written like Ralph's got to be gone. It's got to it's got to happen soon. I mean, if you want any chance of salvaging this season, you're gonna be you're gonna probably have to make that that change. With the profile Southampton are over the last few years, I think Steve Bruce getting sacked today saves Hassan Hoodle's job for at least three months. Okay, <laughs> because you got to smell Neil Warnock, mm-hmm. Steve Bruce. Mm-hmm. Who else is going to Southampton at the moment? Big Sam Allardyce. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's the profile we're talking about yeah. at, at, at the moment. So, House and Hooter will be safe for the next couple of months because 
those are the only people available. Yeah, that's all that that's all that's there. Um, I think it's very important to also uh, re- recognize the uh, time of stress and strife that we went through. Um, that 65 minute goal scoring drought for, uh, <laughs> Erling Holland was, That's was, right. was, was, was testing and trying and sh- stressful time on us all. I was worried about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 20 goals in all competitions. Uh, and this game took place on October 8th. I, <laughs> what? I, that was his, what? 15th Premier League goal. Mm-hmm. Which means he has five and three in the champions league. He could fuck with Dixie's number. I mean, there's a lot of season. Got to stay healthy. The World Cup could fuck up a lot of things. But if this guy keeps doing what he's doing, Dixie 60 could be God. Like, he's on pace to score 63, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is insane. We could very well be witnessing history as much as I don't like it. And he's 22 years fucking old. And think about it. Newcastle United, all the way back in September, will have handed Arsenal the title. And nobody will remember this goal scoring record. it <laughs> will <laughs> be the greatest achievement that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> fucking love it. We um, might only score 60 goals as a team. Mm-hmm. In general, what? I've got the pro arsenal agenda up on the screen. I've got it on my motherfucking t-shirt, which you can find at the DU Drip Shack, by the way. Link in our bio on all social medias. Uh-huh. Good. Look at you, you whore. Thanks. Uh, do you have whore up right now? No, now I have the DU Drip Shack link in the bio <laughs> up on the screen. Mash the subscribe button or whatever they say. You, you fucking merch available in the link below. Both of you fucking whores. <laughs> Pimps and whores, pimps and whores. Just trying to keep the lights on, Sam. That's it. You didn't mind when I came home with all that cash Saturday night. Wait. Dollar, yeah. dollar bills. It's uh, Lewis Black, the buying and selling, buying and selling, pimps <laughs> yeah. and whores, pimps and whores. That's right. Tottenham bounced back in a big way. After, a big way? Well, I mean, it's, it's a win. You go away to a building that's tough to play in because Brighton plays yes. big six clubs very, very tough. Very well at their place. You're right. Very well in their place. And you find a way to, to get a win. To be fair to them, they did again. Yeah. And you know, they, they absolutely did. You find a way to get a win. You bounce back from what was a bad loss, a very bad loss to Arsenal. And unlike other Tottenham sides, like under Jose, this would be a three-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely you know, right about like, that. This is, it's, well, I mean, they're afraid for their lives because Conte will actually murder I them. prefer to kill him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he, he will murder people. So, but they get it back together. They get, they get the, uh, they get the, the three points and uh, a little bit of sad news today for Brighton. Yeah. Uh, this is not something you want to hear, but I, I am happy that they caught it. I'm sure as devastating as the news is, he's happy. They caught it, uh, while on international duty with Zimbabwe, uh, uh, Zambia, sorry. Yeah, Zambia. Uh, he was ill. Uh, we're talking, Who? obviously, about, um, is it Enoch? Enoch Mwepu. Enoch Mwepu. Who they brought on last season and was kind of... Scored, to- was it us or you? I remember getting a lot of attention because it was against one of our two clubs, but scored an absolute banger. Yeah, it was kind of to be the heir apparent to... Um, Basuma. Basuma. Uh-huh. Um, and now, he was. A little... Uh, the, the I think the Ecuadorian Concedo has been probably a little bit more vital 
in that role. But I also think Bwepu hasn't been playing a ton. He's been getting starts, but not a ton of starts. I've been kind of wondering, did was there hints towards his health that were leading up to this? Well, as it well. could be. But uh, while while away with Zambia, he was ill, didn't feature in either of their games. But their doctor, I guess, checked him out kind of fully while he was with the squad. And they found a hereditary heart condition that is verified by Brighton and their doctors mm-hmm. now. And it's uh, he is being forced to retire at the ripe old age of 24. Yep, that's it. Career's done. Very, uh, very sad for him. But we all remember Fabrice Muamba. Uh, we all remember Christian Eriksen in the, uh, more recently in the Euros. Um, we all remember Sheikh Teote, mm-hmm. the uh, old player for for uh, Newcastle that uh, passed away during training. And Brighton, in their statement, did say that if this went unchecked or unfound, that it potentially, under strenuous activity such as a Premier League game, could result in a fatality. Yeah. Um, it's that serious of a heart condition, and um, but they caught it. So at 24 years old, he's being forced to retire from the game that he loves. Hopefully, he uh, Brighton will help, and and the Premier League will help him if he wants to stay in the uh, in and around the game in some capacity. You know, maybe helping him, you know, get his coaching badges or um, some sort of punditry work or or what have you, or club ambassador somehow. Uh, or whatever. Figure out a way to make sure the man still gets paid. Take Ho- care of him. Exactly. Hopefully he's, he's able to still stay in and around the game um, and, and feel a part of the game. But he, um, you know, it's obviously devastating news, but I'm sure he'd rather live than not. Yeah. Right? I mean, I know I would. It would be devastating to hear, but I'd rather be alive. So, sure. Great. I won't play anymore. Yeah. So, uh, one, one last but thought. Fucking, it just sucks, man. You hate hearing it. Uh, one last thought on this game, and let's move on to the last two. Get a get her all done here. Um, Brighton, oh, despite losing, I think Brighton is proving they're here for that Europe spot. I think they're in the mix. I think every year there's a team, be it Leicester, be it West Ham, uh, Southampton's done it before, where there's just that Wolves have done it. Like, here's the team that's going to be the monkey ranch. Here's the team that's going to be somewhere. Going to screw something up for somebody. Fourth and seventh the entire way. Yeah. Just always going to be there. I can tend to agree with that. And even with the coaching change, even with the personnel, I just, unless there's some major injuries and a real huge slip up, I see this team being that team, man. I think they're right there, man. Oh, all right. So they have a new, uh, this is a weird Mm -hmm. shoehorn. Bear with me. They just hired a new manager. Southampton may lose a new manager. Part of or may lose a manager. Part of that is also Sean Dyche is also available. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's part of that profile also. Right. Speaking of Sean Dyche, you say, uh-huh. looky likey, Graham Potter, which I forgot to mention during the Chelsea segment, kind of looks a little like Roman Abramovich. Ah, uh, looky likey, Roman you, Abramovich. Yeah, do you I'm, think I'm, that? I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I'm good with that comparison. And getting old Roman back around the club seems to have boosted their fortunes. <laughs> And yes, that pun was absolutely fucking intentional. <laughs> Boosted their fortunes. Um, uh, Everton come out swinging, get a goal early. Uh, great strike by uh, Awobi. He had a weird game. Yeah, he did. He had a very weird game. Yeah. Um, I, I we'll get to obviously uh, uh, Ronaldo and all that. I would I would say just as an Everton supporter, it was an erratic game from the start. You could kind of tell. Everton wasn't going to be up for it that day. It just kind of felt like that the whole time. Uh-huh. 
this is a team that's still growing. And while they're still a bit of a shit show right now, Manchester United is still one of the six best fucking clubs. They're one of the top six. That's who they are. And this is the kind of game as you're, you're going to lose, but you're going to learn a lot from this loss. And I'm not really all that particularly broken up or upset about it. Like I know some, uh, other, <clears throat> I know some other, uh, Everton supporters are kind of like real upset about the game as a whole. And I'm kind of like, you know, we had chances down the stretch. I'm really not all that busted up about it, but let's talk a little, talk about, uh, Mr. Ronaldo, Mr. Graham, uh, 700 goals. <clears throat> yep. 700 professional goals. Well done. So you were jokingly uh, saying, well, not even jokingly. You were saying to me earlier on when we were writing up the show, I wanted, it was talking about, you know, teams on the rise, right? Getting it back together. <laughs> and you were like, well, put Manchester United in the second segment. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Sam, it's supposed to be like, you know, clubs that aren't expected to be at the top, working their way to the top. Not someone who is a dead last that should be vying for Champions League suddenly getting it together. <laughs> yeah, but I would argue over the last three seasons and that that snippet of their history, they are turning a corner. <laughs> Her turning a corner. <laughs> they've dropped Harry Maguire. They've gotten four new managers in. They've spent 1.2 billion pounds. They finally seem to have figured it out. Uh, starting Casemiro was a huge difference for them. It's also they a huge mistake because yeah. he cost the first goal. Yeah, but... Uh, but then he also played the pass for Ronaldo. He played... In, he had a weird game. Yeah. Wobi had a weird game. It was like the, the whole midfield was both the best players on the field and the worst players on the field at the same time. Ghana made a big mistake, lost the ball for the first goal. Like it was just, it was, it was, it was a weird, odd match. De Gea did what De Gea always does when he plays us, right at the death, makes this like ungodly save and where you're that like, was the, one of the best pauses from El Gato I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the ball was goal bound anyway, right from Gordon, uh, or not Gordon. What's his name? It was McNeil who Mc hit that one. No, 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 no. The young kid y'all bought from United. Oh, Garner. Garner, 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 yeah. Garner. And it started with a G and I said Gordon. Mm -hmm. I knew it was wrong. From uh, James Garner. Uh, I think that was going to the far corner anyway. What? James Garner, the actor? Yeah. Is that his name, right? James yeah, Garner? James Garner. Yeah. All right, just making sure. Or, yeah, this not the actor. This is a 21-year-old right-back prospect I, I, slash no, defensive uh, midfielder. Yeah, central midfielder. I think he came on for Seamus Cohen, didn't he? No. Uh, oh, yeah, he did. And then they moved to Wobie back to wing back. Right. That's right. I'm sorry. Anyway, doesn't matter. Not the point. I think that ball was going in. Regardless. Onana, what's my name, had a free header and could have easily glanced it in. De Gea off his line quickly, dives out in front of Onana, what's my name, mm -hmm. and said, don't forget my name, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, and, knocked and knocked it away wide. Topped it right over. In a stretch for Everton that included, what, five corners? Yeah. Jordan Pickford almost getting on the end of one as well because he went in to get the fucking rave on. I was like, can we talk when we get to the end? I have thoughts. Uh, no, 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 Mel, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to uh, go ahead and do my shot of my lord. It's, you know what? It's been a while since any of us have done a shot of my lord. Mm -hmm. It's been a few weeks, man. Been a few weeks. We've been playing pretty fucking well. I'll take um, pictures while I'm talking. Um, yep, so. That was so much fun the Cheers, last everybody. two minutes of that match. Pickford and the, the announcer, Jordan, looking for the nod. He's like, come on, can I, can I, can I, can I run on offense? And then he almost scored. Oh, I don't miss amazing. you. Ha. Then he got a second shot at it and yeah. just, 
oh, what a fairy tale that would have been if Pickford had gotten a score in those last. He has done that before, though, hasn't he? Uh, Pickford hasn't scored. It was Allison for okay. Liverpool who did that. God, <laughs> different I was keeper cheering. on Merseyside. I was cheering. Much for longer Pickford arms. To score. Goalkeeper, was, goalkeepers fucking doesn't normally happen at the uh, Brazzer Stadium. Oh, God, it's fucking formerly known as Goodison Park. That was so much entertainment and drama <laughs> in those last funny. two minutes. It's hitting me fucking different today, man. It's oh, like, poor oh, baby. Oh, I just thought of something funny. It's in my cheekbones. It's like seeping into my skin. <laughs> I want it to be now referred to as the uh, Goody Stepson Park, sponsored by Brazzers. Yeah, that that was uh, that was uh, Taylor's joke. He was like, "It's like Step Gaffer, what are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so oh, brilliant. brilliant. Good well, pussy park. I mean, <laughs> at least even if Everton loses, you'll know there'll be a happy ending. Oh, thank you. Um. The final match uh, was today. Um, Chippy, Chippy, oh, <laughs> Ramsey was an emotional player. Today yeah, oh yeah. Jalen Ramsey was pretty much lucky he didn't get a red card. Oh, very much would agree with that. Would very, very much agree with that. Uh, um, is, is, are we talking now about the two, uh, two of England's previous um, European Cup winners? Yes, and Aston we were, Villa and Forest. Yeah, it was the it was the game that we we're supposed to lead the show off with. Right? Oh, that's right, I forgot. Uh, um, sorry, I stole your thunder, Mel. Good, I mean, good goal. Good I goal can't from. Be happy with a draw on this one. We really we should have scored. It's kind of sad we didn't. Uh, I think you did score. I mean, again. Oh, got it. Because I what I wrote down was uh, thank goodness for Ashley Young, uh, mm-hmm. Sam Graham, circa 2011. Yeah. And I believe the announcer even said, uh, roll back the years for that strike. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Cause uh that we haven't seen that the likes of that for a um, long, long time. Bad 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 set piece defending by Villa on the free kick. Although yeah. Gibbs White, it was a perfect ball right to Dennis and Emmanuel Dennis is gonna put that put that fucking ball in the back of the net. So my favorite quote from the announcers. Uh-huh. Uh I liken Villa to a tightrope walker, always on the verge of hanging on or falling off. Yeah, it's a good one. I think Stevie G needs to start Ings for a few and just have Watkins get out of his own get out the limelight. Yeah, Yeah. because he's just he's it's he wants it. He's so hungry and he's making attacks for it. And if he wasn't off sides, he would have had one. But he's in the right place at the right time. He's just not able. This is my point about trying too hard. Yeah. Right, you start to try too hard. You start to make such just it's, huge yeah. mistakes that it hurts you. If he if he played at the Brazzer Stadium, they'd say he have blue feet. <laughs> <laughs> he just can't finish, Mel. Sure, money. Uh, this is a segment where we tell you our bets to better inform you about your bets because we're so smart. I'm down eight hundred dollars. I lost again. <laughs> How about you? I hit. Fuck you. Damn it. Ugh. Oh, I lost my fucking paper, too. There it is. Sweet. I, I hit my parlay, and I'm oh, down. I, shut up. I got this shit. <laughs> I hit my parlay, <laughs> and I am down a mere $68. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. 28.571429% of the time. This number's getting uncomfortably high for me. 
which is just a fraction better than 27.9% of the time. I'd like to make that noted. It works 100% of the time, Mr. Graham. Um, I'm going to take both the top teams in a parlay. Nice and simple. Oh, look at get, you. Get myself on the other side. I am taking Arsenal to beat Leeds, City to beat Liverpool. For at plus $66? At plus 185. Plus 185. <laughs> oh, it's okay when you... It's gamesmanship when you do it, but when I do it, I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, just like when we played at Soccer Dome. Yeah. When they did it to us, dickheads. When we did it... Guys, <laughs> just the problem. Just, just a game. Just a yeah, game, right? Just a about. game. All right. Well, um, yeah, uh, Mr. Uh, Pat's not checking in with us tonight, right? He's uh, got a long day ahead of him tomorrow. Yeah, he's already gone to bed, but he sent in an email. I have it right here, Mr. Pat. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. Says, well, winner, winner, chicky dinner. I hit my bet, so I'm now only down $20. So he's actually winning right now. Mm -hmm. So this week, I'm going to take a draw in the Tottenham-Everton game for $50. That pays $165. And then separately, a two-game parlay. Arsenal over Leeds and Manchester City over Liverpool on $100. That will pay $195. Oh, he's got $195. I got $185. I don't know what site he's using. I'm exhausted, so wrapping it up and headed to bed. Talk next week for some midweek action uh by the way i love fall and beer and all those things too just let graham know <laughs> he didn't say that i made that up uh, <laughs> oh man um uh t- timmy was commenting he put out a tweet about him just you know like i love fall and all that kind of stuff and <laughs> yeah. and and i just told him i was like it's gold what what you want to wonder you wonder why we have pat on this show every week to do bets because pat is fucking radio gold oh yeah he doesn't realize he's radio gold and that's what makes it even better absolutely so money and he doesn't even know it exactly that's true all right, so as I said, uh, sorry, Lars, Danny Ward has the softest hands in the business because that was the first game that screwed me. That goes right in the Dort Spirect Cup of Losers. Uh, as I said, I am down $800, so I am 0 for 8 on my Sam bets. Sam Graham sucks balls and petting. There you go. You got a sounder now. All right. Uh, so this week, I'm choosing some weird games to bet on. Because, <laughs> of course, you are. Uh, I've got Brighton to beat Brentford. I don't think they're going to rate the ship this week. Now, they are at the Brentford Community Stadium, not the Amex, but I think Brighton are in a better place. And Brighton knows how to play. I also have a quick question. Yeah. What were the shirts Brentford were wearing? They didn't have the Brentford badge on them. Unless they had labor like throwbacks and had an old badge from their history. I didn't notice, to be honest with you. It It was like some weird, it almost looked like a cutting board outline. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't really look that carefully. So. Strange. Anyway, um, Wolves over Forest. I think they'll finally get off the mark here and, okay. and, and score a goal or two because Forest are so disorganized. Uh, and United and Newcastle to draw. Both are on an uptick in form. Um, I don't think Newcastle are better than United necessarily man for man. I don't think United have put it together enough to beat Newcastle. Uh, so that's what actually kicked up my odds. That three-game parlay will pay me on a hundred-dollar bet plus thirteen sixty-nine. Oh, you're really I, swinging for the fences. When I saw that number, also had to choose it because of the sixty-nine. Because you're like that. Because I'm a child. Yes, and you're a child who will also make Brazzers up Goodison Park jokes too. Because 
Here. That's happening. Did you see what I wrote on the the, the UFC thing? No, I did not. I said uh, the commentators back and forth were, oh, man, look at the boobs there. And then the color guy goes, oh, yeah, the center backs really fucked that play up. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah. He goes, no, I mean the waitresses in the Brazzers lounge. <laughs> I can see those from here. All right. Well, that's... <laughs> It's going to wrap it up, boys oh, and girls. Uh, everybody live on live, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Sammy, any parting words? Oh, no, it's not that. Not yeah, all over the we, fucking we place. We have a, a chicken. Yeah, we do. We, we have do. a chicken. I have other shit to talk about still. I'm just fucking. Are you, are you having a little Taylor? <laughs> Is that what we're calling it now? Yeah. I went to I went I'm, to an all-inclusive for five days. I'm pulling a Taylor. What can I say? I'm pulling. You know what? Yeah, I've had a, I, I've had some drinks, and apparently I'm deciding to drive the bus off the road. So there we go. Go for it. Oh my goodness. Well, <clears throat> Kitty is on a heater with another win and sits at five and three. So this week, I gave Kitty Southampton welcoming West Hand. Now, Kitty showed me a video. <laughs> Seems yeah. a callback. Improvising. Mm-hmm. Video of her in the green room. Aw, the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert. Aw. It was Dave Growl playing an acoustic guitar. Growl, growl. She, she's one nailing, of the most famous men of the planet. She's fire. God Can't say his damn name it. Right. I was starting to cry. Dave Growl. Growl! <laughs> Dave Growl was playing an acoustic guitar singing, I'm forever blowing bubbles. It was quite moving. And little did I know that Dave is an iron. And because of that... Kitty is p- picking West Ham to beat Southampton. All right. All, all, all is forgiven. I, I, you know, she fucked it off. So thanks, Mel, for the assist. Do you, do you remember the most important thing, Sammy? What's the most important thing? Um, something about gambling legally and responsibly. And not stepping on bits. Championship corner! I've fallen and I can get up. Oh, no! Hey, Sam, there's more shit to talk there's about. There's more shit to talk about. <laughs> Go for it. Um, I, I debated just mourning Steve Bruce's job and not doing the segment tonight. I will remember you. I know we're going out on an injury time. <laughs> we're going to get you the backing track for this. <laughs> and you're just going to sing it. let you I can't wait. QPR beat Reading two to one. Uh, <laughs> Birmingham, Birmingham City uh, um, got a three 0 win. One of Steve Bruce's uh, former clubs, obviously. Blackburn Rovers. Uh, Rovers. <laughs> what am I? I spent five days with people from New York. Sorry. <laughs> the old Blackburn Rovers. You see, you see again proving the importance of driving the bus. Importance. If I don't, that's not a word. Because if I yeah. don't. The the importance. If Let's I see. don't drive the bus well and I go to shit, you all just go, hey. well, fuck it. Let's hey. go down the drain with hey. I think what he meant to say was the importance, see? Yeah. Like he was see, a yes, 1950 yes. detective. See? Yeah. You know yeah, the importance, right. yeah. see? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. Dick Tracy, hey. calm down. I'm trying hey. to do a segment I here. I mean, come on. Yeah, get yeah. back to the segment. Why don't you? Come on, Papa, you're never going to get me. I got Steve Bruce here. We got sausage rolls for a fucking month. We'll be all right. <laughs> I bet you that was a severs package. Just get me a 7,000-pound gift card to Tesco. Uh, guaranteed. All right, uh, Blackpool 3-1 over Watford. Burnley 1-0 over Coventry, getting back to winning ways. Uh, Millwall 2-0 over Borough. 
Preston North End, 3-2 over Norwich. That's a, a little bit of a downer for them uh, as they've been flying high of late. And West Brom and Luton was nil-nil, which is the game that got him sacked. On Sunday, Huddersfield beat Hull 2-0 as well. So that brings you to our table. Sheffield United still on top 24 points. Norwich's loss though, uh, takes them to second place on goal differential with 24 points. QPR up to third on 24 points with a, uh, plus six goal differential Sheffield United plus 11, by the way, excuse me, Burnley, uh, all get all teams are on 13, uh, 13 games played. Burnley are in fourth on just 22 points, uh, only two back, obviously, from the top three, plus eight goal differentials, so better than both QPR and Norwich at the moment. So Vincent Company and Craig Bellamy, <laughs> match made in heaven, apparently. <laughs> they're fucking getting it done. Uh, so one more win and any of those three dropping points, and they're back into uh, the automatic promotion places more than likely. Uh, Reading. In fifth on 22 points as well, but a minus three goal differential. Swansea in sixth, Blackburn in seventh, Preston North End in eighth, Luton in ninth, um, and Cardiff up to 10th on 18 points. So still within a shout, uh, just three points outside of a playoff place um, uh, for Cardiff there. So uh, it's getting, it's remaining tight. Mm-hmm. In the championship, which normally about now we start to see a little separation and then it gets tight again because we're only, you know, one 360th through the season uh, after 13 games. Played. Only a mere 237,650 <laughs> more games to be played. Exactly right. So there you go. That is your championship corner. The segment that Sam forgot about. <clears throat> That's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for uh, joining us on uh, the live broadcast. And this was certainly no professional broadcast on my part. Uh, Mel, was there any more uh, comments, questions, queries from the uh, from the gallery? Uh, something. Uh, I guess Keith Kern said, I guess Graham hasn't seen that uh, NUFC scored nine in two games. Oh, nine in two games. That is nine in two uh, games. I'll let Kenny know. Timmy said that Rodgers is fired. I said, really? He said, no. <laughs> but he's fired after every loss and just keeps showing back up to work. I don't think Lester has figured out they fired him already. And maybe Rodgers can just manage two teams since Lester hasn't realized he's fired yet. Heard. Very good. Got it. Love it. All right. Well, Mr. You know what he did say what? after that? He said, you know, I stuck with him. I had two offers and I chose to say. It means fuck all. Well, right. One, it's probably a lie, but uh, one of the um, other well, other he was linked. He was linked to you guys for a little bit there when you were in the back of the day. Yeah, yeah. There's some but rumors of him going to Villa. One of the funny bits that uh, one of the funny shows that we listened to uh, on, on occasion mm-hmm. made the joke today about him that um, <laughs> if you get a result right against a team that you should, the manager should be given an envelope at the end of the game, right? Mm-hmm. And then you open the envelope, and there's a voucher for how many games that win bought you. Yeah. Right? So, this, oh, you, you, you beat City 2-1 at home, and it got to, you know what? That got you eight games. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, he's here after the World Cup still. 
Then oh, there's... Lost, lost the newly uh, promoted Bournemouth on the first day. Yeah, that's yeah, a minus gotta... four. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And they should be made to open it up on the pitch around everybody. But the other thing they said about this particular quote uh, from Rodgers in that post-match, like I stuck with them through, it's like telling your partner that, uh, you know, two other attractive people tried to pick me up tonight. And I, I told them both, no, I stayed loyal to you. I came home to you. <laughs> I've definitely said that. All right. Mr. Graham, any real parting words? Yes. Uh, uh, Roy Keane is my D-back of the week. Uh Uh-oh. What did Roy do? He attended the NFL game. A game. I I don't know how Roy Keane feels about interviews, or about uh, autographs, rather, but I feel like I've seen him sign autographs before. A fan walked up to him during an NFL game in London that famously there's a lot of downtime during mm-hmm. an NFL game. Of course. Roy Keane shoot him off and pointed to the field and said, I'm watching a game right now. Fuck off. I <laughs> to a member of the public. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? You've got, there's timeouts. There's stops between plays. If you miss one play in an NFL game, what'd you really miss? Right. Sign a man's shirt. That or or just, just don't say it's because I'm watching the game. Just say, I don't do autographs. I don't do autographs. <laughs> I feel like I've seen Roy Keane autographs out there though. That, that's fine, but, or but it's just, just like or it, it could be very simple. I don't I don't do public autographs. It's like just, I, or I yeah. Because once I sign yours, I got to sign everybody else's shit that I, walks up. Yeah, I only do exactly. I only do signings. If you want to get an autograph from me, be at a signing and pay me my money. Like. Whatever, whatever it is, it's you know. Hey, I I was literally face to face with Barry Bonds and said, "Barry, can you get an autograph?" And he's like, "Sorry, man, I just don't sign in public." I'm like, "Fair enough, thank you, sir." And then left it. It left it at that. But he point. He, <laughs> oh my god, I got a million the- pictures of Roy Keane signing autographs in public. <laughs> there we go. I'm, I'm watching the game. <clears throat> yeah. At an NFL game. Yeah. Oh, look, here he is at another game signing autographs. (laughs) Wouldn't even have missed half a play. Yeah. Sign your name on a man's shirt. Don't be a cunt. Don't worry. There'll be five replays of that one-yard run. (laughs) Don't worry. You'll get to see plenty of replays. So how else do you think they space the time where there's nothing happening in the fucking game? It's so good. You can't beat it. I mean, it just writes itself. Again, everybody, thanks so much for joining us. Next up is Injury Time, where we're going to preview the weekend's action. We're going to talk about the beers we've been drinking. We're going to check in on our adopted clubs, and we're going to see how we did in fantasy. Your boy finally got a fucking W and is out of the cellar. Yay. Um, (laughs) Sam, should somebody want to uh, check in and find Injury Time, how do they go about doing it? Very easy, actually. It's patreon.com backslash do you football show. Just sign up to our $1-$5 tier. You get both of our extra shows during the week as as well as extra content that we release from time to time. Uh, but that is guaranteed to be sound check and injury time. Sound checks are actual sound check where we catch up. Had a fun story this week from my trip to Cancun, uh, as well as um, injury time, which Sam said is our preview show. Uh, and we go over our beers uh, of the week that we've been drinking side to the whiskey, uh, as well as other stuff. So. Uh, and check in with our adopted clubs and all that fun stuff. That's what I just said. I know. I'm just reminding listener. So we've learned in soundcheck that there are almost as many Svetlanas 
packed in full Mexico as there are games in the championship. That's right. <laughs> Until next week, everybody. I'll only cost you five bucks figured out. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smell the Lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!